Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Are you in a crazy-making relationship? Feel anxious, angry, and unsafe? Welcome to Save Your Sanity. Insights, skills, strategies, and inspiration for emerging empowered from toxic relationships and breaking the bonds of emotional abuse. Keep listening. We'll figure a few things out. Welcome to Save Your Sanity, Help for Toxic Relationships. I'm Dr. Roberta Shaler, and I'm glad you're here. In this episode, we're going to be talking about some very clear ways to see why emotional abusers prefer people pleasers. Anybody who has people pleasing tendencies, and they're quite unconscious in many cases. So it's not like that you're doing it on purpose. But once you start to learn that abusers really hone in on pushing on that people pleasing button, then you will understand where you need to go to get your personal power back because you were likely taught to be nice. Just be nice. And that comes in many, many faces and many degrees, but it also can mean overdoing going the extra mile or overdoing letting too many things slide or overdoing giving too much benefit of the doubt. And then things are out of balance and they stay out of balance. And hijackers love things to be out of balance. So it becomes very important to understand these 10 ways and whys of why emotional abusers prefer people pleasers. And if that sounds familiar, you're going to want to stay and listen to the whole thing. You may just really want to keep the peace. You'll do almost anything to keep the peace when you're with a hijackal. And if you haven't joined me before, hijackal is my term for people who hijack relationships to meet their own needs and purposes. And then they relentlessly scavenge those relationships for status, power, and control. So if that sounds familiar to you, you will know why you can use my term hijackals. So <clears throat> when you get into the, the into the relationship, of course everybody wants to please everybody else. Of course that's what we do. We put our best foot forward. We show our best selves. We pull back and restrain ourselves from spitting out things that come naturally or doing things that we don't think show our best self. Eventually, though, and usually sooner rather than later when you're in relationship with a hijackal, those things start to show up, the things you very much wanted to keep hidden. But you've already been chosen by a hijackal. And if that's the case, then you want to keep them happy because it's the healthy thing to do. It's the natural thing to do. It's the loving thing to do. You you think, oh, this is a relationship in which we're cooperating and collaborating, compromising. There's some give and take. It'll all be good. Um, let's make sure that um, it's equal. You're thinking that. 
But as you get into a relationship with a hijackal, you realize there is no equality. And it begins to be less and less equality. And it's certainly not something that hijackals want. They definitely don't want to see any, any uh, equality in the relationship. But you want to keep the peace, so you perhaps go along a little more than you should. And you think, oh, well, pretty soon they'll get it, that I'm really on their side, that I'm really loving them, that this is a stable, secure relationship. And yet they keep taking and taking and taking. And the balance shifts. And maybe you still want to keep the peace. So. I'm going to talk about this a little later more, but maybe you've adopted a way of fawning, which is doing almost anything you can to keep them happy while denying your feelings of discomfort. And the question is, you may want to keep the peace, but whose peace are you focusing on? You may think it's yours because you don't want the upset, and that's absolutely true. But you're also endeavoring to enable the hijackal to keep behaving badly because you want to keep their peace too. And you're, you try to keep them quiet. You try to keep them from becoming enraged or annoyed or irritated on their way to being enraged. So it's quite natural thing to do, but you're perpetually in a down position. You're always going to be less than them because that's the way they operate. And that's the only way that they operate. So they, you get used to being told you're wrong. Things are your fault. You don't matter. Who cares about what you think? And maybe even go so far as to look at you and say, who do you think you are? You think I care about what you feel or what you need or what you think or what you want? <laughs> No, hijackals don't care about that, except as information that they can weaponize and use against you later. So it becomes important to see that emotional abusers love you actually handing them your personal power. They love that. And so if they don't have to teach you to do that. If you have already learned that, if you have some people-pleasing behaviors, then they go, oh, I don't even have to train you. That's a good thing. And so they want you to go further. They want you to allow them to be demanding and dismissing and discounting and even degrading and without complaint. And <clears throat> so that's you find it getting harder and harder to please them and to get their approval and you keep fawning a little more and more. So I've done two shows on fawning. You can look them up. Uh, just go to saveyoursanitypodcast.com uh, if you want to find them quickly rather than where you usually go to get your podcasts. Save Your Sanity Podcast is the easiest place. And fawning is a coping strategy that goes along with fight and flight and freeze. Um, and it's when you display exaggerated flattery or exaggerated affection or exaggerated interest in the other person's needs. And you forget your own is an 
unconscious attempt to stay safe and maintain connection in an unsafe relationship. Now, that's important. It's a, an unconscious attempt to stay safe and maintain connection. So you don't want to be alone. You want, you want again, to try and reach out to the hijackal in an unsafe relationship. And so you become a people pleaser by default, perhaps, in the relationship. But the hijackal would be very happy if you already had their best interest at heart before they had to demand that they deserved more attention than you do. Now maybe it's beginning to sound a little bit familiar because the hijackal believes that they deserve all the oxygen in the room. They deserve all the attention. They deserve to have all the focus. And you don't. And that gets worse and worse with many hijackals. So you start defining, which is what people with any sort of people-pleasing tendency have, but also people who have a healthy response to, okay, I'll put in my work. I'll put in my part of the compromise. I will go the extra mile which is healthy. The issue is, as you'll see as we go through this episode, that when that is your only focus, it gets totally out of balance. And it's going to be you losing and losing and losing and them demanding and demanding for more. And that's exhausting. It wears you down, it tears you down, it puts you down. It is not a good place to come. So you may have become a people pleaser to avoid conflict, and you will certainly be in a position in a relationship with a hijackal to want to avoid conflict. And you may have become used to appeasing your abuser to minimize distress or danger. You don't want it to continue, right? You want to, oh, please make it stop. Whatever you want, whatever you say, I agree with you. You're 100% right. Just make it go away. And it's so important because you're exhausted. You're way too tired for all of that stuff. And you don't see an end to what's making you so tired. And, you know, you end up saying things if you're, if you're a, a people pleaser in this situation and you're fawning, you say things like, of course, you're right. I am a mess. You're right. You're right. I'll try harder. And then, or I'm so grateful you put up with me. You know, something on that order that you start trying to flatter, trying to find some affection, trying to suggest the other person's wonderful and put yourself down. So now you're doing their work for them. You're actually putting yourself down and they don't even have to. Or, you know, you might say, I know I'm a trial to be with, but I'm really working hard at it. Please, please, please stay with me. And so we get into a place where if you're already have a feeling or have learned to people please because maybe you had to in your family of origin, maybe that's what everybody did. Whatever caused you to learn that sets you up to be a magnet for hijackals. And that's just a, a 
particular equation that works that way. Hijackals are basically lazy emotionally. So if they can find somebody who's pre-groomed to let them do their worst or to say whatever they want to say or behave however they want to behave, they think that they've won the lottery. And they don't have to do the work. They don't have to put you down and get you used to being put down or put in your place, as they're fond of saying. And in that response, you 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 fawn in order to minimize the damage and the danger, as opposed to being aggressive, which would be to fight, or as opposed to running away, which would be the flight response, or becoming paralyzed and unable to think or make a decision, which would be the freeze response. Fawning is oh, I'll just come over and uh, kiss your feet and you will be way above me and I will demonstrate to you that you're right, I'm nothing. And maybe the rage will not come. Maybe the silent treatment will not come. Maybe you can head this whole thing off at the pass if you fawn. And if this is starting to sound familiar, just know these are learned patterns. They can be unlearned. They can be changed. I'm talking about the fawning ones, the emotional abuse patterns that hijackals perpetrate. That's a class all of themselves. They very seldom want to change. But you can change the habit of people-pleasing or fawning because it may save you in some moments from unwanted rage and all. And I understand that. And it's good that you have a technique. But overall, you're just depleting and diminishing all the time. And at some point, there's going to be nothing left of you. So it may be time to step out and change that, to see that that's not a way to live your life. You don't want to always be less than another human in that other human's eyes. And you don't feel good. You don't feel as though you really have substance. You can't gather any confidence. You don't feel competent even sometimes when they do things like that. So fawning is about agreeing with everything the abuser says about you or do whatever they want you to do to get their approval or even pretend you don't have feelings. Oh, no, what I want doesn't matter. It's all about you. And they love that because, of course, now you know. Now you're showing me that you know that it's all about the hijackal. And the hijackal likes that. But fawning is directly, directly related to codependency and people-pleasing. And those two things don't make you feel good when you're engaged in those behaviors. You always feel less than you could. Now, of course, a hijackal is going to tell you you're not good enough no matter what. But if you've started to tell yourself you're not good enough and you are engaging in this fawning behavior, then we want to change that. And I hope you want to change that. And if you want my help to change that, you can just go to beaclient.com and you can 
make a one hour new client appointment with me there. It's a one time offer for only $97. Go to be a client. And if you're not quite ready for that, you can join my emerging empowered community at joinintoday.com. Joinintoday.com. So let's get on with these 10 ways that emotional abusers prefer people-pleasing folks. I know this can be hard to hear, but it also can be one of the most important things you'll hear. So hang in there with me. So the first one I want to talk about is something I mentioned already. They Emotional abusers prefer people-pleasers because they don't have to train or groom you to get you to comply with their wishes or to get you to agree that they are on a pedestal and you don't have a seat. You know, that is important to notice, the attitude of the person you have in mind, which is that they are superior to you. They are more important than you are. What they need or want or think matters more than anything you could possibly say. So there's a reason why they like people pleasers, because they will people pleasers will relinquish their needs and wants. Another second reason is you're already practiced in ignoring your own feelings. And so you're used to elevating the feelings of others. And the abuser says, great, great. You know, I like it when my feelings are more important than yours. My needs are more important than yours. My opinions are more important than yours. So you're already practiced in ignoring your own inner voice, your own feelings and needs. And you are used to um, looking after those of others. The third one is that people pleasers check to see, and abusers like this, they check to see that what the abuser likes. And, and if the abuser likes what the people pleaser is saying, they're very hypervigilant about, you know, how do you like me so far? And then they go along with it. Whatever the hijacker wants, whatever the abuser wants, they will go along with, oh, yes, you're right. And obviously, a hijackal or any other emotional abuser wants people to agree with them because then there's no argument, there's no conflict. And you don't want any conflict because conflict with them is very unpredictable. It can go to zero to 60 in a hot minute into a rage that lasts to the silent treatment for three weeks. You know that already. You're not signing up for that. So you get quiet and you step back and you put your needs way, way, way distantly away. The fourth thing uh, why emotional abusers prefer people pleasers is that people pleasers are focused on appeasing other people. They want to make and keep abusers happy. And you can see how it goes sideways. Because when we fall in love and we get into a full-time relationship, we believe as healthier humans, and for those of you who haven't heard this before, I make a distinction between people who are emotionally healthier humans and people who are emotionally hijackal humans. And people uh, who are emotionally healthier humans, they already 
know that there needs to be some compromise in a relationship, some give and take. So you give thinking that it will come back to you at some point. And it often takes a while for the penny to drop that it is not coming back to you. As a matter of fact, you're being asked to give up more and more, to take less and less. And sometimes that can really hurt when you figure it out and sound like a really big hurdle to stop doing. And it is. And I can certainly help you with that. Remember that URL, go to beaclient.com. And it's a it's an opening. It's an awakening place when you realize that if I keep allowing a hijack call to be more important than I am, and I don't mean anything less than equality, not suggesting that anybody's better than anybody else, it just needs to be equality. And if there is a situation in which you are constantly appeasing the other person uh, or focused on, are they happy? What do they need? You're constantly focusing on them. There is no equality. There is no balance. And number five is people pleasers have few, if any, but usually no boundaries. And they don't want you to... Um, to be able to uh, have any. So it's very attractive to them if you are a people pleaser that you won't exert your boundaries. You may be fearful of being aggressive, so you don't do it. Or you may be fearful of the wrath of the hijackal, so you don't do it. And I'm not pretending for one minute that anything that I'm talking about is easy. It isn't. You know, I can say all of these words, and I think everyone who listens to this podcast knows this is hard work. It's daunting work. It really means picking yourself up from the bottom of your, your shoes and saying, I'm going to take a step. I know that. So I, I hope you really recognize that I recognize that. I've been there. I know what it feels like. I really have. All right, number number five, as I was saying, is if you don't have any boundaries, you make life easy for a hijackal. Because if you don't have any boundaries, there aren't any consequences to what they do to you. So that makes you very attractive to a hijackal. And number six is that people pleasers are afraid people don't like them. They're afraid that they're not good enough. So they're easier to control. Now, what warms the heart of a hijackal more than somebody who's easy to control? And they want it to get easier and easier as well. So if you, if you are concerned about them not liking you, please get more concerned about the fact you don't like them, right? Because it, it gets out of balance quickly. And when you can stop yourself, even on that one, on number six, if you could just take number six and take it to heart and work with it, that if I'm afraid that they don't like me, can I turn that on its head and realize I don't like them much? And what would you do differently then? How would you begin to become more assertive within yourself? 
And you know, I've written a lot about the personal weather report. It's in the book, Kaizen for Couples. There are many ways to become assertive without being aggressive. And that's what you want to be doing. Okay, number seven ways that emotional abusers prefer people pleasers is that people pleasers will cater, cater to the needs, desires, and whims of a hijackal, and they will put their own needs in the far distance and just pay full attention to the other person. Now, if that's your child, great. If that's your partner, your parent, or your sibling, not great. Not great. Because always remember episode 115, three must-haves of a healthy relationship. You must have equality, reciprocity, and mutuality. And if you don't have them, you don't have a healthy relationship. So if a hijackal is wanting you to cater to their needs and whims, you know, one day they want something, the next day they want the opposite. And they expect you to whip around 180 degrees to meet their needs. It's unrealistic. But if you are really downtrodden at the moment, you may be trying hard. And again, it'll do you so much good to realize that you don't have to worry if they like you. It's time to think about, do I like them? And you may have liked them once, but you don't like who you're seeing now, right? That's important. And number eight is people pleasers identify by more by who likes them than they identify by knowing what they themselves value and believe and stand for. In other words, they give their life away. They just give it away. So they adopt the views and the positions and the words of the hijackal. And you may even find yourself saying what the hijackal has said to you, what the abuser has said to you as a way of putting yourself down and keeping yourself small. But an emotional abuser wants you to feel small. So it's important to see. Number nine is people pleasers will wear yourselves up, jumping through the hoops of the hijackal. And hijackals know that and they do it for sport. They honestly do it for sport. How can I make that person feel useless? How can I make that person cry? How can I make that person feel unimportant? You know, they do it for sport. They really do. And They'll do things, nasty things. I've had clients from all areas of the world. Well, not all, never Antarctica, uh, but from many, many areas of the world. And they report all the horrible things. You know, a hijackal who's extreme will come in in the middle of the night, wake you up, make you... Um, do whatever they want to do. They want you to cook. They want you to keep them company. They want you to have sex. They'll do anything. And you get exhausted and they don't care. They will wake you up just because they can and they want to, to have power over you. And so you will, if you're a people pleaser, you will wear yourself out and the hijackal will make sure you do because the hijackal is constantly asking you to jump hoops that 
are totally unnecessary. Totally. You know, you've probably seen it on Facebook where it says, you know, nobody falls in love faster than a narcissist who's lost their job and doesn't have a home. Because they will glom onto someone and love bomb them and then sit on their butts and refuse to work, refuse to participate, refuse to bring money, and make the other person wrong for not making enough money, not working hard enough. It goes to those extremes. It truly, truly does. And it's important to see that. Because if you're with somebody who will wake you up just to keep them company, they don't value you. They simply don't value you. And the last one, I arbitrarily chose 10, so I wouldn't go on too long. But the last way that emotional abusers prefer people pleasers is because people pleasers don't complain. They're too understanding. They're too accepting. They take the crumbs, as I talked about last week. Don't settle for crumbs. Um, You will, if you settle for crumbs, suffer from emotional malnutrition. That was last week's episode. But that will happen. People pleasers don't complain because other people don't like it when you complain, especially if you complain about them. So is are you recognizing yourself in this? Are you recognizing patterns that you have or used to have with a partner, a parent, with a sibling? So you want to take back your personal power. You really do. You know, I'm writing a new book right now called Breaking the Bonds of Emotional Abuse. And these things are so important. So very, very important to see and do. So if you're more focused on making the other person comfortable while discounting your own discomfort, you are out of balance. And that's a good place to start, to figure out, am I more concerned with making somebody comfortable or staying out of their way or doing whatever I need to do to avoid any further abuse. And if I'm doing that, then maybe I recognize I am out of balance. Now you don't get back into balance in a heartbeat. You know, don't do something extreme. Just start to understand this. Start to say, hmm, I recognize I'm out of balance. I see it. I'll begin to change that in small ways because otherwise it'll keep you as a prime target of a hijackal, the one, you, the one you're experiencing now, or if you don't do the work and change this, the one you'll experience next. And begin by being able to say no. First of all, say it on the inside. Then say it in small, in almost insignificant ways to the hijackal. And then get a little more bold and a little more bold. But learn how to say no, not in a confrontative way, but by using the personal weather report. And as you do that, you know, you will begin to take back your power. You'll begin to rectify the imbalance. And you will cease being attractive to hijackals and other emotional abusers because you will no longer be putting other people's comfort, needs, 
wants preferences ahead of your own. You will be looking for equality, reciprocity, and mutuality, or you'll be moving on. So I hope that helps. And until we speak again, take very good care of yourself because you're precious and you matter. Talk soon. Thank you for joining me on the Save Your Sanity podcast today. I hope you've had some insights, ideas, and strategies to help you gain clarity and confidence for moving forward toward greater emotional health and safety. You deserve that, and so do your children. If you found value here and would like to support this podcast with $1 or $5 each month, please do so at patreon.com slash saveyoursanity. Also, learn more about how to work with me via video conference, join my Emerging Empowered community, subscribe to this podcast, find my books, all by visiting EmergingEmpowered.com. Talk soon.